Hello, welcome to the podcast on air with Rafael. This is Rafael Chen. Today we have Marcus, CEO of Responsive Space.、Uh, welcome, Marcus. How are you?、Uh, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm pretty fine.、Uh, it's it's been a really really troubling year, but the summer was great, and、uh, yeah, thankfully. Uh, work is back to normal right now, although we all don't know what's happening in autumn. But a new normal, right? Yeah, I can't hear it no more. Honestly, the new normal. <laughs> But it's, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> it is. It is what it is. You know, I mean, again, like the、um, the scenes is changing, and um, um, and with the COVID and all the new regulation and different people has different way of. Socializing right now, and with you doing responsive、um, content, interactive content, it definitely has a lot of impact on your work and and on your project. Because,、um, firstly, people, I mean, well, as far as I I don't know about your place, but New York City, everybody is like want to attend the event. Everybody want to go crazy to you know to to attend a show, a concert,、uh, or U.S. Open. Um, or, or or Broadway show, the people are afraid of interact interactive right now. You know, people don't want to touch scenes, they don't want to touch the screen. I mean, funny thing is, I when I was、uh, browsing through your cases,、um, one of the cases, the 2018 uh, digital dandelion, the dandelion, yeah, yes, that was awesome. <laughs> like you. Roll into that, and then you have a digital screen right behind it to mimic the experience and all that, and just just fantastic. As that's bringing the nature into the interactive world, it's great. It simply just can't work anymore. <laughs> no, it's 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 nowadays it's unthinkable that you have a digital installation where the only interaction is to blow it. And Excel, right? <laughs> That's、yeah, like the big no no. I mean, I、yeah. love that one. That one looks great. And Susie and and she was expressing, wow, this is so cool. This is so good. And the bringing the nature and having the interactive experience like that just blew people's mind. I said,、like, yeah, that's really good. I wish we can do that again in Times Square. Um, but probably not. <laughs> Let's wait a couple of years for that. You know, the time has to be ready for that again. I don't know, man. I'm thinking maybe a couple of years later, people are gonna wear the mask and full mask on, and you know there will be a new kind of interact interact experience going on. And again, this brings back to our topic for today.、Um, sorry, we kind of like jumping the gun, and、uh, I mean because we both in the industry, and you are you are more like especially in the content side of the industry, right? Yes, and.、Uh, um, Yes. Would you be able to、um, introduce yourself for our of course? Yes, please. Of course. So my name is Markus Parkfrieder. That sounds very German because it's a German name, <laughs> although I'm from Austria,、okay. uh, which is kind of the little brother. You know, the the more friendly and、uh, more sympathetic brother,、uh, Austria. And、um, I have a, a personal history, like in over. It's more than twenty years now in 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 B two B communication. So wow,、uh, I uh, once I, I I finished my studies, which was called the English would be、uh, multimedia technology and design. 
that's wow. what they study nice. uh, uh, that I finished was, but I finished 2001. So it's really 20 years ago. And in my last year of studies, I already uh, started working at an employee, at an employer that I basically worked for 18 years. Wow. Um, and it was a digital agency uh-huh. uh, in Austria. We started uh, like uh, four people <laughs> in the agency mm-hmm. and, uh, and the highest uh, employer number was like 80. Mm. And uh, in this company, we focused on digital communication, uh, but more so in the B2B area. Okay. So we had a lot of business clients that uh, had a a whole lot of bunch of communication and digital services in their B2B surroundings. And my last years there, I I was head of the so-called multimedia lab. Okay. Uh, it was back in the days when when the bigger agencies all over the globe uh, had the luxury of of having a little lab mm-hmm. where they could test concepts, designs, and also technology that was not ready to be really like be launched on the people like full throttle because it was not ready yet. It was. You know, maybe you can remember the first days of, I don't know, the Google Glass. Like the first days. I bought two of them. I bought two we, of them. Yes. We we had the first one, like basically in Central Europe here. Yeah. And um it it's and and if you had one, you you remember the the whole experience that you had with it. Uh, Google yes. did a did a great job of building up a illusion or a vision a of, vision. A of vision. augmented reality glasses. Yes. And then delivered something that was technically not finished because mm-hmm. it was, although it didn't look like it, it was a problem, mm-hmm. but it didn't look like a prototype, but it was a prototype because everything that says, hey, I'm too hot, uh, I need to cool down after like 15 minutes of usage is not a finished product. Correct. So uh, it was still a prototype, but it didn't look like a prototype. In the in the advertising and the marketing campaign around it, it didn't look like a prototype, right. which... which to my mind, was a mistake. Uh, it looked like a, a polished product, which it wasn't. And then it created an illusion of augmented reality, mm-hmm. which basically it wasn't either because it was a glass mm-hmm. add-on that was basically able to subtitle your view, but it was not a real augmented reality glass. That's right. With the HoloLens later down the road, you saw what real real augmented reality glasses nowadays have to look like to work, mm-hmm. which is like 10 times heavier, a little bit more ugly in the face, but functionally working really, really great. But that's just an example, you know. So you had to grab those things back in the days and really dive into them hands-on. Because based on the marketing campaign that Google did, for instance, for the Google Class, you couldn't do a a client project because you were completely on the the wrong road uh, and following a goal that was simply science fiction. Uh, And once you had it here and in the lab, we, we, we tested all different kinds of technology. I mean, this, this AR class is just an example. Mm-hmm. Like after, after a week playing around with it, you really knew its limits. And you also knew how and if it's possible, like conceptually and also experience-wise, if it's usable for clients. I mean, and that was basically the task of, of, of the lab. Yeah, fun, it's funny that you, 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 you talk about AR and you focusing on the mixed reality. Uh, rather than completely virtual reality, because that's actually aligned with your work. Like I saw one of the cases that you have is you is like a virtual city, and you have like the physical object on the top of the screen, and you have a hardware people interact with that, 
And I actually totally agree with you. Like, um, for people to actually um, engage and to fully immersive, um, it's it's definitely the AR. It's going to be more easier, not easier for people to adopt and easier for people to to use and interact with. It's the AR, not the VR. Wise. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it also um, bring back to the question that you. You, you raise and discuss the hardware limitation, the maturity of the product. Like you said, after Google, which is really just a prototype and it doesn't make, doesn't market as a prototype. And then there was a um, Microsoft glasses and now Apple is having a rumor going to have their own glasses. I mean, I, I still don't see um, 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 any any mature product in the market so far. Nah, but th- that's the big problem with yeah. uh, uh, a whole uh, lot of technology that's, that's hitting the market right now, sometimes too soon. Mm-hmm. But um, the point where I was going to, because you asked me about my, my history and yes. I should uh, introduce myself, is basically uh, there were five years I was basically, or four years I was, I was running this lab. And then there was a point where basically we've tested everything that's out there. And I mean, technology is arising pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But if you're focusing on just testing new technology, there is a point where you got it all. <laughs> and, and, and then, and then we, we tried to, to turn the lab into a business unit. Okay. And basically this business unit then down the road, I skipped a couple of years now, became into a new company that I founded. Uh, with my with my old company which was then called responsive spaces mm-hmm. which i'm now the, the founder and ceo nice. and this this company responsive spaces uh, uh exists now for four and a half years and took all this knowledge from from the lab like from the technological point of view and some additional learnings where i will come to later uh and and said okay let's focus on on a couple of things we want to use and utilize different kinds of technology but we want to utilize it for brand experience and brand-oriented storytelling mm-hmm. on special spaces and locations. Mm. So that's why we call responsive spaces. Yes. We are not a standard channel like uh, like web or mobile or whatever. Mm-hmm. So all our projects that we do, they don't come to you like usually digital solutions do mm-hmm. because they are designed to address a broad audience and and standard channels basically of, of digital communication we do it the other way around we focus on special locations where you have to go to yeah. so it's the trade show it's the brand yes. land it's the brand experience it's the showroom it's the campaign it's, it's the campaign and it's the retail that, area that, you know that, and that's stuff also like great because i'm coming from a led industry outdoor led indoor led installation which is exactly what you're talking is a location basis it's a fixed location Yes, sometimes it could be a temporary location, but it is a location basis show or campaign. So um, I saw you like I saw you using the like for digital then uh, then the lion and also uh, and also the the Cinemax where you have a curvy shape mm-hmm. of the LED um, and then city was that a city digital city where you interact with the physical content on top of LED. So you content constantly try to be like like the company name, a responsive space to create the spacing, interactive spacing between the LED uh, product. And yes, we work with a, a lot of LED manufacturer, and we also um, 
locate in your city Times Square. So we're always interested with this new uh, idea, new content, and and how to interact with that. Um, so what do you have in mind for the next scenes that you want to do for interactive with the LED? Again, specific to the LED, because again, that's what we do, and that's this what mm -hmm. channel about. Because we have audience and we have um, connection with LED manufacturer and also the, uh, the, the, the the sponsor, the owner and owner of the billboard and the brand. I mean, they all want to know what you have in mind and how do you want to yeah, yeah. get people's attention. That answer is pretty, pretty easy. Uh, it took me a while to get okay. there. <laughs> But, but all the learnings that I, that I just rolled out, like from the lab to the first years of responsive spaces, uh, told me one thing. Um, technology doesn't matter. Uh, it's all about brand, brand communication, the experience for the, for the customers. Mm -hmm. And another, like, uh, you know, it's a little bit a bullshit bingo word, but it's all about purpose marketing. So it's always about what purpose can you generate for whoever? What's the experience? And especially in times of COVID, it's an interesting situation that we're in right it now is. because we're talking about special locations mm -hmm. where people have to go yep. to in a time where people don't go nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> so, so you have to do uh, 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 anything uh, uh, from the point of, of, of the brand perspective okay. uh, to motivate people to go somewhere. Like if you have a, you have a flagship store uh, on, on, on some main street in any big city in the world, okay. basically. The, 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 the challenge was never as big as it is right now mm -hmm. to motivate people to get their ass off the couch, stop online shopping, go downtown and have a real shopping experience I mean, I, I uh, like, it, like right you now. cannot have yeah, it at home. that's what people want to do yeah. right now. People are like, exactly. I was trying to get the Broadway ticket for me and my wife um, and the ticket on sale from 12 a.m. We talked about midnight. And uh, I was like, nah, no one's going to order the ticket in midnight. And so I kind of waited until 9 o'clock next day. Until now, the tickets sell out in two hours. They finished the sell yeah. the entire entire month of ticket in two hours and i was and my wife obviously is not happy but that's a different story so <laughs> so no people do want to go out of how they have been doing the shopping online shopping i mean they're not going to stop doing that it just they want to go out and experience right now so this is actually like you say is the golden opportunity for those in location store experience time to um, trying to expand the experience. But my question is more like, okay, now people want to go out and people want to come in, but there are thousands of point of interest locations, thousands of uh, fracture store. What makes you stand out? People don't thrive just for the wow effect. They thrive for like... Um customized or individual experience. Mm. So, uh, I mean, you're at the perfect location for this. Uh, take New York Times Square. Yes, uh, if exactly. you're there, you don't have to worry about the digital experience. <laughs> it's all around you. The question is more like, where are you, Raphael, in this uh, digital experience? Mm. So is there a chance to get you into, into like really into or in, in interaction with one of the brand communication a spots that is going on right there. So just imagine there is a, 
a digital screen somewhere, if it's just a big screen or if it's something that can do even more. Like, I mean, especially on Times Square, you had all crazy stuff till, I don't know, kinetic LED installation. So there was everything. But just, just envision a big LED screen uh, that, that, that is, is uh, owned by a brand that you feel kind of affection mm. towards. And now think, okay, you're standing on Times Square and now basically it's your screen. It's just mm -hmm. you, the screen, and, and the rest doesn't matter on Times mm -hmm. Square. So how can we get you into this brand story? How can, you, how can we get you in interaction with exactly. the brand? Can you maybe just grab your phone because your phone is one of the last interfaces that you, without a doubt and out hesitation, are willing to touch and interact yes. with? And hook up this phone with that LED screen right across the street and give you like direct interactive access to parts of the screen. Maybe you can influence what is shown. It's, maybe it's a fashion label and you are only interested in hoodies right now. So tell this screen you're interested in hoodies. And just imagine you are standing in, in, uh, on Times Square uh, in front uh, with, I don't know, a couple of other thousand people, or maybe now it's just in the hundreds, I well, don't know. right now, uh, actually, the traffic is coming back. It's actually surprising how many people right now in Times Square. Just like I said, people are kind of, uh, nope, this is enough. We need to go out. <laughs> so people, everyone is going out. Yeah, exactly. But now, now imagine, you, you can take control of this screen. Uh, you, you can have your own personal brand experience, but also it is done in a way that it still makes sense for all the others that are there that are just consuming it in a passive way. And that's the, that's the things we are thinking about right now. How can we uh, stand yes. out not from a point of view like the LED surface, because honestly, I don't care about the LED surface. I need it, don't mm -hmm. get me wrong, but I care about the brand behind the LED yes. surface. So if the, if the brand is any fashion label, for instance, but there are 10 other fashion labels on Times Square mm -hmm. also, how can I connect you with that one exactly. label? And how can I basically give you a real yes. dialogue, like a real communication totally with yes. this brand? That's what yeah, we are that, focusing that, that's, on. That's, I think that's a key element to it. And I think what you have where you're connecting the hardware and making a screen, just not a screen anymore. That's really the key um, and also the trend. Um, that's, again, that's the question I'm supposed to ask, but I'm coming up, again, jumping the gun. <laughs> the trend <laughs> for those LED display and the trend on how going forward, like digital home or the digital network, um, interactive network, yeah. and how this is going to be. It's all going to become a personalized. Yeah, and the other thing is, I think since the technology, the LED technology is, is, is evolving mm -hmm. so fast, um, I, I don't see no reason no more uh, to have a building which is like done by an architect who really puts thought into all the design of everything. Mm -hmm. And then basically just pin a rectangular <laughs> LED screen. I know, just play some pure content. Right? On, the, on half of the facade of this building. Like, if I'm yeah. the architect, I'm so pissed <laughs> if you do this, you cannot even imagine. Yes. So, so the task is basically from a des designer perspective, how can LED, digital surface and architecture, like really, really merge and become one that's the other trend so, that i see i, I think uh, what you're saying is great and um but like 
going back to what we have been discussing in the beginning of the conversation, AR technology, and then now we talk about architect and then actual screen. Do you foresee that how are we able to connect the AR technology with the um, with the billboard soon? Again, like 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 we all say, the wearable technology, the device, it's not fully mature yet. Um, but iPhone, they have an AR kit, and um, technically you were able to, I mean, a place um, any like AR component on the side and maybe do some interactive with it, and um, but then, however, this this the AI has come out for so many years yet already. Why this has not become a thing yet? Because it's not an experience. I mean, again, go back to the example. You're standing on Times Square. I'm sorry, looking on a screen, uh, and you look at the screen through your screen that you carry around in your pocket. That's not an experience. You don't want to stand on Times Square, Time Square, look at mm. your phone, and through the camera of your phone, look at an LED screen. That's wow. not an experience. I think AR is the first time it will really, really impact uh, how we um, experience uh, location mm. and space will be one, if it's hand-free and really integrated in whatever we are looking through. If, if, I mean, I wear glasses, for me, it's a little bit easier. Uh, AR lenses are really like, I mean, they are really thinking about prototypes of this, but that, that's years, mm. years away. Uh, this technology is driven by, by images of, of science fiction. I mean, everybody knows Minority Report and, and movies like this that really power this vision of an augmented world. But as long as I have to hold my phone in mm. front of my face to look at the world yeah. behind it, I don't yeah, believe no, in this experience. I, I totally agree with you. That's why I like the flower and um, interact with something other than my phone. Because I've been using my phone for too long already. Like my screen time is way past the, the limit. I, I need to cut down. That's why I don't even let my son play phone anymore. So, so well, you know, hopefully you will have, you know, new project coming out that you can interact with the LED or any screen without using phone, which is you already did. And, um, and hopefully we will yep. be able to connect and do a project together in Times Square one day. I mean, um, well, so, well, thank you for coming. And uh, it's, it's a very interesting um, conversation. Um, well, before, before we end it, um, would you be able to tell us like how do you envision your company and uh, if if there's any new project coming in that you are excited want to share with us? Um, that's a two-part question. Yeah? <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, 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 how will or should responsive spaces develop? Um, I think uh, that's an interesting question because the last one and a half years were really not easy. And basically what I wish for my companies uh, to, to like in one or two years, uh, look back and, and, and COVID is just a, an afterthought and was just mm -hmm. a bump in the road and the development keep, keeps going. I think that COVID, uh, Corona will be somehow a driver because it, 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 it forces brands to think more about brand experience mm -hmm. than ever before. And I think companies like ourselves can be beneficiaries of this. But it's, it's, it's uh, like America, especially you on Times Square have a different perspective than we here in Europe. I think we are like one or two years behind in terms of the mm. public perception. Uh, 
And we are part of this emerging market, basically. So I just want to grow healthy within the nice. economy we're in. That's the one thing. And the other question was, um, what was the other question? Well, no, you basically <laughs> answered both of them. And, yeah, well, okay. I'm looking forward like to work with you. Like I said, we have a connection with LED manufacturer, with the brand, uh, with the space owner, and with you, a content provider. And I'm pretty sure the chemistry along us will definitely make the next project exciting. Yep, it, it, it's been a while since I've been in New York because we have a little installation uh, down there oh. in, in Little Falls in the Yogi Berra Museum. Well, let us um, know like next time when you're which, here. I'll show you Times Square. I mean, I mean, you've probably been Times yeah. Square, but I'll give you an insider tour. How is that? No, no, I'll for sure pin you down the next time I'm around. All right, no problem. Be, be careful what you wish for. There's no place I know more than, um, than, than anything else. I pretty much lead there okay. 24 7. All right. It Me was too. a pleasure All meeting right, you. Stay safe. Bye bye. Bye bye.